and Cullen. Oh, how I missed you, Common Room. I hope you enjoyed your long weekend last week. Welcome back to Sports Fix with me, Ben Cullen. Ferrari's Carlos Sainz took his first Formula One victory at the end of an extraordinary British Grand Prix packed full of incident and drama. The Spaniard benefited from questionable strategy calls by Ferrari, which cost his teammate Charles Leclerc the win and a chance to revive his title hopes. Lewis Hamilton was in the battle for victory, but finished third behind Red Bull's Sergio Perez after a frantic final nine laps following a late safety car. Leclerc could only finish fourth, and Ferrari missed the opportunity to make up significant ground in the title race on a bad day for the championship leader, Max Verstappen. The Red Bull driver finished seventh, but lost only six points to Leclerc as a result of Ferrari's race management. Verstappen leads Perez in the championship by 34 points, with Leclerc a further nine adrift. England opened their Australia tour by falling to a dismal defeat against a 14-man Wallaby side in Perth, despite scoring two late tries. Lock Darcy Swain was shown a red card in the first half, with three other home players injured before the break. Australia somehow held on with the score 6-all at half-time, before Ellis Gench went over for England. But the Wallabies bounced back with Jordan Pattaya amongst the scorers in an impressive comeback. Some consolation came for England as uncapped wing Henry Arundel went over late on and scored an incredible first try. But Australia's victory ends England's run of eight consecutive wins against the Wallabies. It's also the fourth defeat in a row for Eddie Jones' side, including one non-cap fixture against the Barbarians. It's safe to say women's sport is growing at a rapid rate and I love to see it. The Women's European Football Championship started on Wednesday when hosts England took on Austria, with the organisers saying, let's go and make history. A record-breaking 500,000 tickets have been sold, with the final being staged at a sold-out Wembley on the 31st of July. This is twice as many tickets as the previous Euros. England are favourites to win, and their opening group game with Austria was watched by 70,000-plus inside Old Trafford. That was the first of the 31 matches across 25 days. The half a million tickets already sold have been purchased from 99 countries. And Nadine Kessler, who is the UEFA Chief of Women's Football, said, Who would have thought that for a women's tournament? Congratulations to everyone involved. We're now delighted to welcome back Kane Boko to the show. He joins us via Zoom. Talk to us about your first cap. Where was it? When was it? How was it? Uh, it was in it was in Hong Kong. Um, so I've got the sevens and the fifteens caps, which were slightly different. Yeah. So I was qualified to play on the first of September, and that was that was a tournament on the second of September for sevens, and I was picked for that. So I had to get all my paperwork in uh, the day before to be able to qualify to play the day after. And there was a bit of back and forth uh, the day before, and I had to like write a letter to a, a government official basically to say I need this through today. And luckily they expedited it and got me through, so I played the next day. And we're a brand new sevens team at the time, lots of debutants, and we actually uh, made it to the final and lost in extra time to Japan. So we definitely excelled our expectations in that tournament. And it was quite special to, to play that. Um, moved down the road a few months to my 15s cap. We uh, had trained for a while, it was in November, and we were playing at King's Park. And I was meant to come on in about the 60th minute, 
and one of our good friends, Jack Parfit, decided to go get a yellow card. So uh, he essentially didn't allow me to get on a pitch for another 10 minutes. So I uh, only got 10 or 20 minutes at the end. And I, uh, I blame him for my first cap. <laughs> and a lot more than that. Yeah, I blame him for a lot of things in my life. So how many how many caps are you now down the road for, for each of you can even think? Uh it's quite tough to, I'd say over 10 caps for 15s and it'd be over 10 tournaments now for 7s as well. Yeah, awesome. You've played at the Hong Kong 7s. Yeah. What was it like? It was honestly one of the most surreal, unbelievable experiences of my life. Just running out in front of 40, 50,000 people all screaming for Hong Kong in in an event that you've been in the South Stand for the last two years and been in amongst the crowd it's quite special being on the other side of it and just sort of seeing a different side, being in the players' rooms, uh, warming up and then going out there and it's it's deafening and you get such an adrenaline rush and such uh, such a motivation to play well in those tournaments because everyone's there, everyone's looking, everyone's watching. The media comes up to you at the end of the, to- end of the game and asks you questions to be on TV and kids are asking you for your autograph. It was, it was completely wild to me. So yeah, it was, it was definitely one of the most special experiences of my life. There can't be too many players across the world that have gone from wearing Baywatch outfit to then playing in in the stadium. Yeah, I definitely think there's a very small pool of people. <laughs> yeah, well, congratulations. You, you can be the captain of that team. <laughs> what would you say has been the most enjoyable part of being a professional athlete, whether it be playing at the Sevens or the fact that it, it's, your, it's your day-to-day job? I think my most enjoyable part is... I guess the whole whole system of it is like you train really hard, you have a focus, you have a goal, you've got something to work towards every day, and then it culminates in a tournament, whether it's in Hong Kong, you're traveling to a different country, you're playing different people, and everyone's got the same, I guess, goal and same motivation, same drives as you, your friends at work, your friends off the field, and then you get experience these once-in-a-lifetime tournaments where you put everything out there, and at the end of the day, you, you might win or you might come second or you might might lose in in a bad manner but either way at the end of the tournament you know you've put the work in and that that feeling is quite good that feeling after a game the feeling of hey we've worked really hard to be here and we've got to this stage that's that's pretty cool yeah that's awesome you've already done a lot and uh, i hate to break this to you but you are coming towards the end of your career unfortunately what have you got left to do what do you want to do i think the big thing that uh hong kong sevens has been on the precipice for for about eight to 10 years is making the World Series. We've lost in that final too many times to to feel uh, like we didn't didn't belong to be there. And we've beaten the teams that have been in the World Series consistently. We had a taste of it in Canada last year um, where we beat some World Series teams and that was quite special for the boys that played that. And knowing that we can compete at that stage is, is something that we all know we can do. But we just need to win this tournament in Chile coming up in about six weeks. and. We win that, we're on the World Series next year, and I feel like that's the, I guess, the feather in the cap to Hong Kong Sevens over the last 10 years. It makes everything that we've done sort of worth it. Talk to us about, about Chile then. What what does that involve? What do you actually need to do? So Chile will be a tournament with, I think, 10 teams, all like second tier um, Sevens nations. And basically the winner of that tournament makes the World Series next year. And the team that losers in the World Series overall will drop down and play in the Challenger Series the following year. Who so we played, the, we played this Chile tournament uh, pre-COVID, so that was the last time it was played 
and we came second to Japan. Japan went up. Got it. Who would be some of the big runners in that tournament? Definitely Germany. Um, we have played them in a final before and lost by a try. Um, Chile. Chile is really good. And at their home tournament, they're going to be really good. We've clashed with them many times and they're a tough team. Um, Japan's out of it. So that is, uh, I guess, one team that has been a bogey team for a while. But um, I'd say, yeah, Chile and Germany would be, and Uruguay would be the three teams that we need to watch out for. Got it. Great. What has been some of the biggest things that have, that have, that have got to you to where you are? What, what advice can you share with someone younger who's listening right now that may want a pro career or is just trying to strive for something? I think just sort of never giving up on your dreams. Like if you if you want it bad enough, go out there and try and make it happen. Try and work harder than everyone else around you because eventually that will take, take you to where you need to go. If you're working harder than the guy next to you or the guy in front of you, you'll be, a, you'll be past them one day. Um, I definitely didn't have the most skill growing up in terms of rugby, but I knew that if I worked harder than the guys around me, I could definitely be better than them in the long run. And that sort of helped me. Um, and I guess taking any opportunity that arises, if if there's a half opportunity there, take it with both hands and don't look back. I, I've always said in my life that I'll always regret not doing something rather than doing it. Yeah. Good man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Kane, thank you for sharing your story. And I mean, best of luck for Chile, that's a massive opportunity for all of you and, and what a place to play. And then also, we're all gunning for you at the Hong Kong Sevens, which is going to happen in November, right? Definitely. Can't wait to see you there dressed up uh, in whatever you're going to dress up in Venice. Always exciting to see you. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's nice to, nice to have a chat. I've got a secret plan for the Sevens. I'm, I'm not right. going to tell you yet. I've got a all secret right. plan. But yes, great to chat to you, okay. Kane. Thank you for joining us. No and we'll speak to you soon. Hong Kong, are you ready? This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. It's the main event of the year when it comes to tennis. What is it? I am, of course, talking about Wimbledon. This weekend, we will get to see the newly crowned champions, and that is my hottest ticket in the world this week. Have a great weekend, and do not miss all being well tomorrow with Alison and I, as I embarrass myself attempting a Ninja Warrior course. Yes, you heard correctly. See you next week. Stay.